Welcome back to the Rights and Liberties Podcast, where we are discussing the Federalist Papers. Today we will be talking about Federalist 26. We often begin these podcasts with three big ideas. Here are three big ideas concerning Federalist 26. Big Idea 1. In Federalist 26, Hamilton pointed to the lasting effects of the Revolution on the beliefs of Americans as making people overly concerned about peacetime standing armies. Big Idea 2. Hamilton thought that events in England a century beforehand had also shaped the aversion of Americans to peacetime standing armies. Big Idea 3. In Federalist 26, Hamilton emphasized the status of standing armies as creatures of the legislature rather than the executive. So Big Idea 1, Hamilton on the American Revolution, or so it would appear, He wasn't completely explicit about what revolution he was discussing in the opening sentence of Federalist 26. Let's quote from the first paragraph of Federalist 26 and then discuss it, quoting Hamilton, It was a thing hardly to be expected that in a popular revolution the minds of men should stop at that happy mean which marks the salutary boundary between power and privilege, and combines the energy of government with the security of private rights." Now, I think it is plausible to say that the popular revolution to which he referred was the American Revolution. So the idea here is that the ideological fervor of the revolution was apt to drive people to extremes rather than moderation. That looks broadly reasonable, and the failure of moderation looks like a general potential cause of ongoing political instability. Quoting Hamilton here, quote, A failure in this delicate and important point is the great source of the inconveniences we experience, and if we are not cautious to avoid a repetition of the error, in our future attempts to rectify and ameliorate our system, we may travel from one chimerical project to another. We may try change after change, but we shall never be likely to make any material change for the better." One thing to bear in mind, and this is often discussed, I think, by historians of the period, is that there is a difference between the politics of the late 1770s and early 1780s on one hand, and the politics of the late 1780s and early 1790s on the other. I often think about it this way. The revolution was about escaping from a certain kind of rule. The constitution was about creating a certain kind of rule. These are not unrelated, but they are not the same. And to draw these general claims back to Hamilton and Federalist 26, the American Revolution focused on claims about liberty. Offering a sneak preview to our third big idea, Hamilton pointed to a central motivation of the American revolutionaries. Quoting Hamilton here, quote, The idea of restraining the legislative authority in the means of providing for the national defense is one of those refinements which owe their origin to a zeal for liberty more ardent than enlightened. It may look like one of the characteristics of the revolution, as Hamilton saw it, was just this ardent zeal for liberty, a zeal that seems vital to revolutionaries, but not always helpful in the construction of political institutions, at least on this account. Perhaps the zeal for liberty is innate, or at least does not need to be informed by historical precedent. However, Hamilton was struck by the influence of the English past on those that worried about the creation of peacetime standing armies. 
This is big idea too, quoting Hamilton here, quote, In England, for a long time after the Norman Conquest, the authority of the monarch was almost unlimited. Inroads were gradually made upon the prerogative in favor of liberty, first by the barons and afterwards by the people, till the greatest part of its most formidable pretensions became extinct. But it was not till the revolution in 1688, which elevated the Prince of Orange to the throne of Great Britain, that English liberty was completely triumphant. End quote. Hamilton observed that English monarchs had kept large numbers of troops under arms. I'm going back to Hamilton here. Quote, As incident to the undefined power of making war and acknowledged prerogative of the crown, Charles II had, by his own authority, kept on foot in time of peace a body of 5,000 regular troops. And this number, James II increased to 30,000, who were paid out of his civil list. End quote. Looking back to English history, Hamilton found the same issue that he saw under debate in his own time, the question of standing armies. What Hamilton saw in that century-old debate in England was that it had two elements. It was about standing armies, but also about the division of power between the legislature and the executive. In support of this claim about English history, Hamilton offered a nearly word-for-word -word quotation of the English Bill of Rights. Quote, the raising or keeping a standing army within the kingdom in time of peace, unless with the consent of Parliament, was against law. End quote. In England in the late 1600s, Hamilton described a political culture that was focused on questions of liberty. The standing armies question emphasized the difficulties with their being created or sustained by the monarch specifically. Hamilton believed that this example had influenced the Americans. Here's Hamilton on this, quote, From the same source, the people of America may be said to have derived an hereditary impression of danger to liberty from standing armies in time of peace. The circumstances of a revolution quickened the public sensibility on every point connected with the security of public rights, and in some instances raised the warmth of our zeal beyond the degree which consisted with the due temperature of the body politic." End quote. However, the Americans had not received the entire inheritance. The concern about peacetime standing armies was handed down, but the Americans saw this as a problem without distinguishing between the role of the executive and the role of the legislature on this point, quoting Hamilton once again, quote, The principles which had taught us to be jealous of the power of an hereditary monarch were by an injudicious excess extended to the representatives of the people in their popular assemblies, end quote. Big Idea 3 is a continuation of an idea we have seen in other essays in the Federalist Papers. Hamilton's continuing stress on the dangers of prohibiting standing armies in peacetime. Hamilton praised those that had resisted such a prohibition in state constitutions. In a telling passage, he described them as, quote, wisely judging that confidence must be placed somewhere, that the necessity of doing it is implied in the very act of delegating power, and that it is better to hazard the abuse of that confidence than to embarrass the government and endanger the public safety by impolitic restrictions on the legislative authority, end quote. It is quite reasonable to be concerned that power will be abused, but that cannot be the only principle of government on Hamilton's account. To point back to the quotation we just offered, quote, confidence must be placed somewhere, end quote. This led Hamilton to summarize his argument in terms praising the ability of citizens to see this important point, quoting Hamilton here. Quote, 
the citizens of America have too much discernment to be argued into anarchy. And I am much mistaken if experience has not wrought a deep and solemn conviction in the public mind. The greater energy of government is essential to the welfare and prosperity of the community." End quote. So Hamilton believed that banning peacetime standing armies would not work, but he thought the Constitution, as already constructed, offered the ability to limit them, quoting Hamilton here. Quote, Let us examine whether there be any comparison in point of efficacy between the provision alluded to and that which is contained in the new Constitution for restraining the appropriations of money for military purposes to a period of two years. The former, by aiming at too much, is calculated to effect nothing. The latter, by steering clear of an imprudent extreme and by being perfectly compatible with a proper provision for the exigencies of the nation, will have a salutary and powerful operation." End quote. We usually try to end these discussions of the Federalist Papers by pointing to ideas in the essay under discussion that are relevant to politics in the present and the future. One fact about Federalist 26, to which we have not yet referred, is its passing discussion of parties. Parties are not the main point of Federalist 26. However, it is often thought significant, I think, that even though political parties were not mentioned in the Constitution, they came to play a prominent role in politics. So a discussion of them even in passing in Federalist 26 is worth noting. In pointing to legislation about military issues, Hamilton reminded his readers that parties would help animate debates about the military. Quote, As the spirit of party, in different degrees, must be expected to infect all political bodies, there will be, no doubt, persons in the national legislature willing enough to arraign the measures and criminate the views of the majority. The provision for the support of a military force will always be a favorable topic for declamation. As often as the question comes forward, the public attention will be roused and attracted to the subject by the party in opposition. And if the majority should be really disposed to exceed the proper limits, the community will be warned of the danger and will have an opportunity for taking measures to guard against it." End quote. It is noteworthy, I think, that Hamilton pointed to the importance of parties at all and was outlining the dynamics between majority parties and those disputing them in the national legislature. But even beyond this, it seems as if Hamilton anticipated such party dynamics and what he called the, quote, spirit of party, end quote, themselves playing an important role in policy debate and policy making. Thank you for listening to the Rights and Liberties Podcast. For more about the Sunwater Institute, please visit us at sunwater.org.